Hello, Xers and interwebbers. Welcome to Naive in the 90s, the podcast. I'm your host, Emily. I was a 70s baby, an 80s kid, and a 90s troublemaker. On today's episode, in celebration of my first six months of podcasting and my 46th birthday, we will be talking about birthdays back in the day, aging, and the journey so far. Maybe fun, maybe boring, maybe a trash fire. Let's just get into it and see what happens. But of course, first... A quick reading from my book, Naive in the 90s, available on Amazon. May 4th, 1992, Monday. I'm 15 today and still treated like a baby. I'm going out with Jake for the second time. We may actually love each other. Well, I know I love him and I think it's the real thing. He's so sweet. He's really shy, but that's okay. I don't mind. Today is my B-Day, and it sucks, but I don't really care. In seven days on May 11th, it'll be three months for me and Jake. I love him so much, but I have a problem. I still look at other guys. I must be like massive scum. For my B-Day, he gave me a gold bracelet. It's beautiful, and I love it. And him. Well, gotta go. Love, Emily. So that passage, my 15th birthday where I was being treated like a baby. I mean, in retrospect, I was a baby. Like, at 15, you think you have it so figured out, but my gosh, no. Maybe a few things, absolutely. But it? (laughs) No, I swear even now, at the start of the end of my 40s, I realize even though I know so much more now than I did, it still isn't nearly a fraction of all whatever it is. I look back at 20 years, 10 years, even 5 years, hell, even last year, um, yeah. I am totally different and what I know, just perspective, knowledge, lessons, like so much change. All of it is huge. We change so much with experience. But uh, yeah, so I'm sorry, I'm tangenting a little bit. But yeah, the passage and my 15th birthday. I was so annoyed in that, like that very first entry because I was supposed to go hang out with my best friend and um, Kim and we were going to go meet up with some people including my at the time boyfriend Jake and my mom just she didn't want me to go which in hindsight I feel so bad about being so upset about. Like, my parents just wanted to celebrate my birthday. Um, My gram had come over, and I just, I was just too upset. I was just so pouty and sullen literally the whole time. Like, don't get me wrong. Most 15-year-olds would, of course, want to be with their friends and their boyfriend or whoever. Um, Like, absolutely, that's that's totally normal. But I definitely do get my mom's side too. 
now of course um my gram was over she, um, my mom had made food and a cake they had all gotten me presents and i just didn't want to be there i wanted to be with other people i i just at the time didn't appreciate all of it and the time spent um yeah but you know as a parent that time when your kids are no longer that little child that love being with you just love being home and um it's it's rough so i can empathize but also i do remember being like we could eat do cake and i could still go out after because we were gonna go i think to a movie or something or like the mall or whatever and um you know i I thought that that was pretty fair, but I got a firm and kind of annoyed no, and I just, I don't know, I just, super unfair to me. <laughs> Even now, I'm like, oh, they could have let me gone, and like, it would have been so nice for all of us. And kind of a funny thing I noticed about this entry, I literally have hated gold jewelry forever. I've always preferred the lighter silver tones. So the fact that I'm all gushing over a gold gift that I actually don't even remember, but like, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's kind of funny to me. Like, clearly this kid didn't know me at all, like at all. Although he didn't have to like take the time to know me he could have just like opened his eyes and looked like silver jewelry all all of it like i don't even know i'm getting flustered because the more i think about it the funnier it is i had 13 earrings in at the time um and they were all silver i wore a large slave bracelet um like every single day for the like at that point the last two years and it was silver i had a choker and it was silver um i also had a long chain like a couple different chains and like multiple charms on both of those chains and they were guess what silver <laughs> it's just it's funny kind of looking back at it from such a removed perspective i i don't know like sis he just wasn't into you and like he he really wasn't <laughs> but like i i mean i guess i get it from his perspective because i was very innocent and naive at that time and i know he wanted more physically because we all assumed everyone was doing more physically at that time um and i was actually very very scared of all of it like all of the things were petrifying just so yeah and <laughs> that that definitely would change in the next couple of years <laughs> i mean it really is kind of weird to think of how much like all of the things that have changed since i turned 15 what was so important then versus what is important now and at that age everything seems so big and like it will last like those feelings and you know whatever drama is going on like it will last forever and as we age we end up realizing that most of what bothers us really is not that significant when it comes down to the actual scope of life i mean of course there are things that happen in those formative years that do end up taking root and helping to shape who we become but for the most part like it, 
it really isn't that big. It, it really, I swear, it really isn't that big. Like life, just like growing up, is so complicated. While somehow being so super basic and simple, it's just like chaos. So I was a baby of the 70s. I was born in 1977. I turned three in 1980 and 13 in 1990, meaning I was totally an 80s kid and literally a 90s teen. Um, Birthdays back in the day in the 80s and 90s were totally different than it is now. In elementary school, so in the 80s for me, classmate birthdays were um, always, they were always the highlight of any school day. The feeling when you knew that the math lesson was going to be cut short because Johnny brought in some homemade cupcakes and Kool-Aid to share with everyone was only rivaled by being the birthday kid. The glee and anticipation of your birthday when you're young is already big. But knowing you were going to help your mom make your favorite cupcakes or that you were going to go buy your favorite cupcakes, like, just, oh, it was amazing. I, I think most people definitely made them and it, and it made it a little special because you knew that they were going to be your favorite. The frosting was going to be your favorite. Even the wrappers were going to be your favorite color or, you know, a theme was going to be represented whether by that frosting or, you know, there was like these like sugar, like flat sugar, like things. I don't even know. They were like shapes, letters, characters, that kind of stuff. Um, they were on every single cake and those very cool and not dangerous at all hard plastic toothpicks that either had like flat images or 3d shapes and i specifically this isn't um birthday but i do specifically remember like pumpkin ones like the 3d little pumpkins and they would just like sit on the top of your cupcake but there was like a plastic spike to keep them in there and like for um St. Patrick's Day there were little hats and you know that kind of stuff um those were super cool um but yeah so we had those and they had various different shapes you know toys trinkets or whatever um and of course sprinkles there were the regular ones the colored sugar ones that kind of glittered the flat ones um they were like pastel colors usually and then those silver little balls that were just so so hard but for some reason they they were cool because they were silver <laughs> like so many options the best though were always when my mom would do the cupcakes in the multi-colored um wafer cones like they were so good the purple were my favorites and i know they didn't taste different but like they were purple so come on and the, the green ones always looked a little weird I don't know <laughs> but yeah um so you'd help your mom and try to sleep that night but be so excited that like the next morning would somehow come way too slow and fast all at the same time um yeah so more than likely you'd have a favorite outfit 
or a new outfit already and waiting for you in the morning like picked out like you had it all set because you had to look dapper on your special day and um once you get your morning over and you get to school you know it's going to be a great day whether from the minute you step on your bus or even got to your bus stop or got out of your parents car or just walked up to the property it was like as soon as all the eyes around you landed on the foil-topped box that you were precariously carrying, everyone knew cupcakes were coming and the electricity in the air changed. Walking into class with your friends and classmates asking about what kind of cupcakes you had, if they could have a sneak peek or if they could have two cupcakes maybe, um, all sprinkled in with happy birthdays and lots of smiles. In the early years of elementary school, we would get paper crowns adorned with stickers and marker smiley faces and such. And I remember specifically one year, the stickers were all scratch and sniff. It was the best ever. Like I can still see the chocolate one and the the bubblegum one and oh, they smelled so good. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> and of course, the little gold and assorted colored foil star stickers that were usually reserved for a good job on actual schoolwork were always on the crowns too. Along that same type of thing, um, pencils were also super cool in the 80s. And we would often get rewarded at school um, by the teacher with really just cool looking fun pencils. Like maybe they were neat colors or they were foiled or um, there was a pattern or maybe there was like something that was on it that like some saying or some small pictures. Um, there was just like so many different kinds like I just can't there's no way to describe all of them like there was so many and then there were even ones that like smelled like the stickers like the scratch and stiff stickers like the pencils smelled and those oh those were so 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 cool and it was always such a special feeling to be able to go up to the teacher's desk where there was usually a special drawer or a special pencil box because those were super cool back then too. But what a rush it was to know that you were going to get to like pick one. You got to dig around and find the perfect pencil. It was like picking a treasure and it was awesome. And then sometimes the lunch lady would give you a free ice cream. The choices were usually like those Hootsie Cups or those Strawberry Shortcake or Eclairs and Fudgicles and, um, of course, Creamsicles. I can't say which I chose because all of those were my favorite at one time or another through elementary school. It's like, it's funny because like frozen desserts, like mass frozen desserts, um, they were so huge back then, like huge. Like in school, we would have stuff for, you know, special events and of course at lunch, um, then, you know, when the weather would get warm, there would always be excuses to have popsicles for some reason. And then, of course, the ice cream man was was huge. And 
then we did, of course, make them at home, too. Like, so much frozen dessert thingies. There were, like, those single-stick popsicles, the double-stick popsicles that you could split, and if you and your friend got different flavors, you could have, like, almost, like, two popsicles, because you could just switch sides. It was it was awesome. And then there was the homemade ones from those Tupperware molds, or in an ice tray, because some weird orange cartoon guy thingy i don't i don't even know what he was but he told us to freeze our juice like that because that would help make us healthy <laughs> they were you know healthy snacks um but also push pops and those different colored like tall popsicle type liquid ones like i think we called them freeze pops but um i i know the name of them is different everywhere so you would like freeze them and you'd cut the tops with scissors and they would slice your mouth if you weren't careful but they were they were delicious and we all ate them in abundance um the green and purple ones mm, yeah so good so back in school once the time finally came for you to pass out your awesome cupcakes it felt just so exhilarating we were always allowed to have a helper who held our cupcake box and walked around with us as we went to each desk and gave them the treat sometimes and most times um the special person that helped would be our friend like we'd get to pick them a lot of times, too, we'd make sure that we had special cupcakes for our friends. This could mean extra sprinkles or just the right color wrapper or whatever. And of course, there was a cupcake for the teacher and for the paraprofessional or aide if your class had one. And then a lot of times, you'd have a few extras for other special faculty in the school or even just like your bus driver. But if it was someone in the school, like the principal or the nurse, um, you could go and deliver them. And it was just, it was awesome just walking around the school. <laughs> and it was just, I don't know. It's definitely deep core smiley memories. I did always feel bad for those kids who had birthdays um, during the summer. Some super cool teachers would have special days designated for those kids, but not always. Like, what a bummer because those memories of school birthdays were just not even just my own but like I don't know they were just so fun sadly um our oldest ended up being a summer baby so I do know it does absolutely affect not just the school celebration experience but coordinating um you know with certain friends and making sure that people are on vacation because it is summer it, it it is not an enjoyable thing and it definitely it's just i don't know it's sad <laughs> um but yeah school birthdays in elementary school in the 80s were awesome school birthdays in the 80s were super cool but so were birthday parties now the thing about kid parties in the 80s a birthday didn't necessarily mean a party like it was as normal to not have a party as it was to have a party and um it that just doesn't seem the case now i mean i don't have little ones anymore uh but it it does seem like birthdays have gotten very extravagant and you know very much a a planned 
thing and an expected thing for for people so there's that and as with everything um I am sure it's regional and I only speak of my experience and that of my particular community and region, which of course, if you listen to my first couple of episodes, you know I am from a very traditional white New England suburb. Um, Yeah, so around the country or even just my state and of course the world experiences and birthdays in the 80s and 90s and all of it, it's just, it's it's going to be different. Um, but yeah, birthday parties definitely happened, but definitely they were different. It was sometimes just a couple of close friends, sometimes your entire class or grade. Um, but it was not usually like a huge, you know, there would be decorations, maybe like some crepe paper or, you know, whatever. Sometimes they would coordinate with the paper plates or, you know, whatnot, but it wasn't like now I don't know it was like mostly just us usually running around the house or the yard eating candy chips you know drinking some unnatural colored drink and maybe some group games and like we're talking about like maybe pin the tail on the donkey I remember some yadas just super super simple stuff like guess the the number of you know items in a jar or like things like that like super super basic um when people went crazy or didn't have the space at their home or you know they were being fancy or even though i I don't think i can say fancy when i'm talking about mcdonald's or chuck e cheese or pizza hut but yeah but if we were super lucky um you know occasionally there'd be a birthday party at one of those places and those were always so much fun um they were definitely easier on the parents i'm sure because all the food even the cake usually was provided by the place and there was usually like a helper that did some weird little games again usually something like pin the tail on the donkey i remember specifically at a mcdonald's one we had to try to drop um a handful of straws into a cup and whoever got the most straws in the cup won like a bag of cookies <laughs> it was it was silly <laughs> but even as silly as it it all was it really it was it was all a lot of fun and i'm really glad that i got to grow up in the time that i did so in my house we were a big friends birthday party family um i think think it was kind of like we got to bring cupcakes into school and celebrate with our friends there so birthdays were for family after that you know like I don't know um our birthdays were usually our immediate family so my parents and my two younger brothers and then usually my grandparents and then just my gram after my pops passed in fifth grade and then various aunts uncles and cousins occasionally one of our friends you know it would like filter one or two or three or you know however many it was never really a big deal or at least not that I can remember um I may have had a pure birthday party as a small kid um but I don't remember one and I I really don't think so Especially because I do remember there was a promise of being able to have one for my 10th birthday. Like it was, 
it was a goal to get to my 10th birthday so I could have this big party. But alas, I got in trouble for something I, I can't remember. And my 10th birthday was canceled. And like, not just the party, like my birthday was canceled. <laughs> I think my parents like, it was a pretty low key day. And they got me maybe like, you know, a little, a little tiny cake at the end of the day, like, hey, you're not you're not a complete loser. So here and here's like, I think, I think they got me a couple things, but like, it was like, no one came over. It wasn't like there were no streamers, but yeah. So sometimes I'm, I, I try to pretend I, I'm actually a year younger. <laughs> so maybe I'm, I'm not turning 46. I'm turning 45 since, you know, my 10th birthday was canceled. But I did have a kick-ass sleepover for my 13th birthday. Like, it was it was insane. There were just tons of, of my friends, and we were all in our basement room, and we just, we did seances and trances, and we froze bras. People were sleeping on pizzas. Like, it was just, it was such a blast. There, that might be the reason that, like, that was pretty much the last, like, me-centric or based birthday party. <laughs> like, th I think maybe my parents were just like, oh, that's too much. Let's not do that again. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, even as an adult, I, I think, I think that, I think that was the last one. But yeah, so, um, but for my 18th birthday, I was already away from home. Um, so I do have to bring up Rose real quick. So by my 18th birthday, I was very much a mess already by then. Like, oh, I had estranged myself from my entire family, not just moved out of my parents' house. And for the most part, I was also estranged from most of my friends. Anne and Rose were really the only ones I still saw. And the group we were hanging out with were definitely not like the, hey, let's celebrate birthdays. They definitely cared more about partying um, and not, again, not birthday parties, but in the sense of drugs and drinking. And any celebrating for birthdays was just really an excuse to drink and do drugs like more <laughs> and like harder. So, um, yeah. But Rose being Rose did her best to make it extremely special at the time, which was May of 1995. We both were working at Dunkin' Donuts, um, now called Dunkin', but we actually called it D&D &D at the time. Like all of us, like all of my age group in town, that's, that's what we called it. We, you know, like want to go to D&D &D, or I'm working at D&D &D tonight or you want some D&D. &D. <laughs> um, it was actually written that way in the book, but I changed it to Dunkin' Donuts to avoid confusion with Dungeons and Dragons, which although I'm sure was around, just wasn't a prominent thing, um, especially in our, in our town it wasn't. So there was never, never any kind of confusion. And now since it's so big again, you know, thank you, Stranger Things. Um, I just, I figured changing it to Dunkin' Donuts 
was the smartest thing to do. But I also didn't know if anyone outside of us regionally, um, you know, and at that time would even know what it was. So, you know, it, it was just easier. But uh, yeah, so we both worked at Dunkin' at the time, which also had a small pizza hut in it and a Baskin Robbins. Like, it was primarily a Dunkin' Donuts. We wore the Dunkin' outfits, but also made pizza and scooped ice cream. Rose was actually the cake decorator as well as the unofficial assistant manager person. So she she literally did it all. She was very much like Dwight Shrew. <laughs> she was basically the assistant to the manager, but not the assistant manager. So <laughs> So for my 18th birthday, the one and actual only thing that I can even even remember slightly like I can't I have no other recollection of anything that day, um, but was Rose made me this amazing Baskin Robbins cake. Back then, I don't know if they still do this, but the base of their ice cream cakes were actual cake, like this super rich chocolatey cake. We used to just buy the plain cake base and eat the bag out of it like all the time. Um, but she took these cakes um, an ice cream and sculpted this huge, elaborate, beautiful storybook. It was decorated with purple flowers and greenery, um, purple being my favorite color. And then on one side of the book, she had Winnie the Pooh figurines because we both loved Winnie the Pooh, specifically Eeyore and Tigger because they they were just they were us <laughs> um but yeah and then on the other side of the page she had bell and the beast figurines and it was just oh it was just so freaking gorgeous i loved it so much and she was so proud and rightly so she put so much thought and time into it and she made it with mint chocolate chip ice cream which was my favorite especially with that chocolate cake base mm, it was so good um but of course my jerk boyfriend at the time and his friends complained about the mint chocolate chip ice cream being the choice which i do also remember rose getting very heated about because as she said it didn't matter what you like it's emily's birthday it's for her and that was just that was so nice because I didn't, at that time especially, didn't have a lot of people defending me or, you know, looking to make me happy. So, like, I don't know. I've just, it's one of my favorite things. And, um, yeah. That whole thing just really stuck with me through the years. Uh, I just, I still, oh, I wish there had been pictures because it was just, it was gorgeous and there's no evidence of it which is so sad and it is it is and probably will forever be my most favorite birthday cake ever because it was just it was so beautiful and rose is so beautiful birthdays are so weird um they seem like they should be cool and even fun <laughs> um and a lot of people do look like they enjoy them but do you realize how many people actually dread their birthday every year and for so many different reasons 
when you're young celebrating getting older is exciting because most of us wanted to be grown-ups but (laughs) uh, jokes on us (laughs) but i think as we get older birthdays are totally different So I figured for this episode, I would talk about how birthdays were in the past, but also how it is to be aging. Now, this topic has gone through a lot of metamorphosis while I've been thinking about it, which has been for quite some time. First, I thought about aging as a woman and the challenges that we face from so many fronts, like societal, where beauty standards and expectations are just preposterous. Yes, there are a few magical beings that hit the genetic slot machine jackpot, but so much of what we are and have been force-fed as the goals is just outlandish and has done generations of damage. Like, just, oh, so much. And of course, aging as a woman is hard, not just because of that exterior visual pressure to look good, but also because we're changing physically, inside and out. It is so hard to recognize yourself, body-wise, face-wise, and even, like, mentally sometimes. Brain fog is, like, for real a thing, and so is, like, anxiety and depression from aging. But aging isn't just hard on women, though we definitely have more hormonal fluxes than men do. But if we're being totally honest, the amount of changes that women have to contend with um, has always been just like, that's been an honest and true thing forever. Like women's hormones are stupid. We have fluxes that affect us on so many levels, not just monthly or with stress or with pregnancy or with birth or really any type of body trauma or, you know, emotional trauma. But we also have larger, more substantial changes that in the weakest of terms, like the only thing I can think of it, the way to explain it is that like we basically have like extra puberties like for real we have these shifts from childhood you know like everyone from childhood to teenagers um but women actually have substantial fluxes every like 10 to 15 20 years so like 12 is when you know give or take a few years is when most you know females start their periods or go through puberty or whatever and um and then mid-20s a lot of women start having different pms and period symptoms and sometimes even you know endometriosis starts showing up and then mid-30s there's another flux and there's another flood of women who end up having you know finding out that they have fibroids or cysts and like um just a whole bunch of other women issues that just seem to pop up with these hormone fluxes. Lily and I both actually had um, hysterectomies at like, I think it was like 36. And I run a support group um, for women with specific female problems. And you would not believe the numbers. Like they're, they're staggering. And it's all due 
to hormone fluxes. And then after your 30s, like you get into your 40s, you think you're okay, but no, perimenopause. And then into your 50s and you're like, oh, by the way, also menopause. <laughs> like what? Why? Bad plan. Bad sign. No. But yeah, so from aging as a woman, I started to think maybe the topic should be about aging gracefully or fighting the process, which I find so interesting in general. I get that aging is hard. I already said before, you know, that change um, in so many ways, including physically, is rough because it really is um, to a point because let's be real it happens right like it's been happening since we were born like we are aging every second that we are here and we will continue to age and change in all the ways until we are no longer on this earth it is just the process so it seems weird on one hand to be fighting it so vehemently when it's going to happen regardless but it's those pesky beauty standards again, right? Because without those insane pressures to look flawless and amazing at all times forever, would so many people still be fighting it? I And I'm sure tons of people would still be having plastic surgery, would be still on fad diets, would be getting things, you know, dyed and using filters or whatever, but I don't think it would be nearly as much like not even close if expectations were not set to where they are but i don't know i do really love that justine bateman an og gen xer born in 1966 has been very like what the hell is everyone's problem with my aging like this is my face <laughs> just it's my face and she basically told everyone that they could screw off and I love that I hope that's gonna be like the new leading attitude going forward because we we really need it but I'm gonna be honest here sometimes I do wonder about a little Botox and not so much for aging but maybe just a tad between the eyebrows because I feel like that would make the almost full-time like WTF face stop a little because I notice I'm always furrowing my brow in just like I don't know like what the hell is going on or just overthinking or just judging or just ugh <laughs> like it's always it's just like a scowl like I have resting bitch face and I feel like maybe a little Botox would would make it not be resting so bitchily <laughs> and please don't get me wrong I know people who have gotten things done things tucked lifted plumped and whatever and that is great for them like I think that's awesome if it makes them feel good that's really what matters right um and there was a time when I wanted, like, I really, really wanted extensive plastic surgery. Like, it was, it was, it was bad. <laughs> like, I wanted to go on this weird show, it was called The Swan, where they would take people that were, like, normal looking or maybe, like, maybe a little weird looking, but not, not really. And then they would do 
all of the plastic surgery, like everything. And they wouldn't let them look at it themselves while the process was happening. And then it was just, oh, it was a trash fire, guys. It was, it was so bad. But there was a part of me, I was like, oh, I'm going to get on there and they are going to fix everything. And then all of a sudden I'm going to feel good about myself. But yeah, um, no, <laughs> thankfully that was really short lived because that that's not healthy. That's not a healthy attitude in in any way, shape or form. Um, I have done so much inner work to be okay with the hand I have been dealt with physically and not just, you know, looks, but like health wise and just, you know, but sometimes though, I, I definitely still do wonder. And then from arguing with myself about the fact that, yes, I do really feel the same way as Justine Bateman, but that I cannot deny that I do cringe every time I look in the mirror and another weird thick white strand of hair has appeared on my head, or that I have wrinkles forming around my eyes. Like, I... But I do like to remind myself... Those are laugh and smile lines, and if anything, I should be grateful for them, even if they make putting on makeup a little more challenging, or that I've noticed my body is different, maybe not in huge drastic ways, or maybe in some drastic ways, but I definitely notice things, and I would bet others definitely notice this and that from time to time too. But again, here is where the aging topic idea takes another turn. Here's where I remind myself that yes, I am aging. No, I am not pristine. And I am in no way, shape or form an Instagram model or even someone I like to look at. And I hate that I even compare myself to any of that or think about this. If you read the book, you know how much I've struggled with self-image and self-acceptance. And like in the wrap-up letter to myself, I say, I don't hate my body anymore. I don't pick myself apart anymore. And I don't. But in all honesty, 100% the difference is like night and day. But sometimes those dark thoughts still let it be known that they are still there. And that is a struggle I'll probably have for the rest of my life. Why? For so many reasons. Pressures from society, from peers, from myself, you know, just it, it's, it was a lot and it's definitely made an impact on me that will probably stay with me forever. But instead of sitting with those thoughts now, I quickly dismiss them. And then I verbally thank my body. I literally say thank you for sustaining me, for carrying me, for enduring all of the pain and abuse it has been put through. Like so much from so many avenues, from actual physical abuse, mental, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, from outside sources to the abuse I have inflicted over the decades, both physically and mentally, on myself. I have been so horrible to this meat suit that is carrying me around. Like the things I have done and said to myself, I would never even say to like my worst enemy. 
Sure, I've been through a lot of things in life, but the worst enemy, the biggest culprit, was coming from inside the house, the mental house. It's me. To quote Taylor Swift, which I never thought I would do, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. So, you know, because it, it's, it's really easy to be able to dismiss outside opinions, but it's almost impossible to dismiss internal opinions so yeah it's coming from inside the house guys the call is from inside the house <laughs> so now knowing all of this i go out of my way to be thankful and of course thankful for everything in general is a fantastic way to be but i am so thankful for this aging body she is a warrior that carries a lot of battle scars, ones that people can see, ones that people can't, and she keeps going. I don't know. Life is strange. Aging is weird. And being human is just, it's mind blowing. Does any of it make any sense? <laughs> okay, so I think that's going to about do it for today, which if you are listening to this when it's released, it is May 4th, 2023. So happy Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm a dork. But you know what? Um, It is actually kind of cool. My whole life growing up and even as a young adult, I used to always look for something that was special about my birthday. Maybe because I always had kind of low-key birthdays myself, um, but I would look in the paper for printed birthdays hoping I'd see someone else who had my birthday or on the off chance that someone would send me a message because, you know, our our little town had a paper that that would happen sometimes and it, it never did <laughs> so spoiler <laughs> never <laughs> um but yeah so and i would watch entertainment tonight and the today show and good morning america and like the local news um for birthday announcements of local people but also for famous people and i i don't know and like I thought it would like weirdly give me some connection to them or something, which is super weird because I'm not really like I'm not a big like celebrity fan person or at least I'm not as a full person. When I was little, I would like think people were cool, but I don't I've never been like a fanatic. So it's just weird. <laughs> it's weird. But yeah, um, I've always looked and it's always the same people. I actually haven't looked in years at this point, but um, probably mid thirties was the last time I checked, but it's always the same people. It's Audrey Hepburn. Super cool. Um, Randy Travis, uh, which I mean, if you're into, you know, retro 80s 90s country music that's also cool and lance bass so yeah um you know i, I don't know <laughs> but i would even look at those like on this day in history things to see if there was like anything cool that ever happened on the same day of my birthday <laughs> it's just oh it's so sad 
And like I was so concentrated on it every year. Um, I'd like get psyched that I knew that the birthday stuff was gonna happen. So that's like, ooh, it's gonna be on TV. It's gonna be my birthday. Who else is celebrating? Yay! <laughs> like I just ugh. Now looking back, um, I realized it was probably some of that neuro spiciness just rearing rearing her weird little funny head. But yeah. Um so, you know, you can only imagine just how totally stoked I was when May 4th became Star Wars Day. Like, I already held on to the fact that I was born in the same month of the same year that the original Star Wars was released. So, what a dink, right, for this huge geek that I am, <laughs> um, that my birthday is now Star Wars Day. Like, oh. I am a geek, and I, I know it, and it's okay. And I loved the original trio of movies, like, oh, but don't get me started on the new stuff. Like, nah. <laughs> like, I don't really care about any of it. Um, When the first new movies came out, of course, it was a big deal, and we went to see them, and, you know, whatever, but, ugh, Jar Jar, and just Kid Anakin, he's so annoying, and just, oh. The age difference with Anakin and Padme, it just, I just, there's a lot. But Revenge of the Sith was actually awesome. Um, just for depth of character that was added to not only Darth Vader, but so much for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, he was just, you know, I mean, I guess he was cool in the original movies. He wasn't in them very long, and he was just this old guy, you know, sad that the mentor guy died, but after watching Revenge of the Sith, it's just, oh, it's so much more. And it just, oh, it makes me so sad. <laughs> but yeah, um, really, of course, the holy grail of the entire franchise is Baby Yoda or Grogu. I mean, literally him. The Mandalorian is super cool. Like, I love Pedro, of course. Like, who doesn't? But in all transparency, I literally would watch a show of Grogu doing anything in any setting. Like Truman Show style would just would be amazing. That channel would be on my TV or on my phone 24 hours a day. I would watch that little thing just do anything. I swear to God. I love him so much. He's so cute. Those ears and that fuzzy little head and that little tiny chin. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, but yeah, so Star Wars Day, <laughs> woo! <laughs> and on that note, I think it's time to stop this babble fest. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today for Naive in the 90s, the podcast. I hope you come back in two weeks for a new episode. I have something really, really fun planned. So as long as it all goes without any snags, um, just just come back. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> um, make sure to follow so you don't miss it. And please consider leaving a rating or a review if you enjoy the show. For questions, comments, feedback, or contributions to the conversation, send me a message at naiveinthe90s at gmail.com or connect with me on social media with the handle at 
at Naive in the 90s. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and on YouTube. And of course, don't forget to grab your copy of Naive in the 90s, the creative nonfiction book based on real-life diaries from the early and mid-90s. Follow along as a high schooler tries to navigate life, friends, relationships, and of course, the raddest era ever. Comparable to Go Ask Alice with one huge difference. Naive in the 90s is 100% real. And if you have read and enjoyed the book, please make sure to leave a review. Each and everyone truly helps. Thank you again for joining. Hope to see you next time. Peace and love, my dudes.